street epistemology is a wonderful approach that anyone can learn. You can learn more about street epistemology at streetepistemology.com. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Epistemic, episode number 15, titled Encouraging Youth. Apparently, I'm no longer in that category, so I feel very old today. <laughs> um, but today we have, uh, as our host, me, Reed Nice Wonder, aka Cordial Curiosity. And we also have, as usual, Anthony Magnabosco and Daniel Earls, our co hosts. What's up, you guys? Hello. Hey, What's hey. up? Good to see everybody. Yep, yep. Yes, and our very special guests today are uh, Rachel, Ian, and Drew. What's up, you guys? Hey. Hey, guys. It's awesome to be here. Yeah, and Drew, a.k.a. Genetically Modified Skeptic. What's up? I hey. love that name. How did you even come up with that? Um, well, I'm the first in four generations of, of men in my family to not be a missionary. People always said it's in my blood, it's in my genes, right? And I'm not. Uh, <laughs> that's not me. Uh, also, I like the GMO controversy because the propaganda is hilarious. It's it's amazing. <laughs> mm. GMOs are delicious. Yep. All right. So, <coughs> how's it been going? Uh, what have you guys been up to since last time? Oh well, we uh, we were at the Faithless Forum. That's right. Was it was it two weeks ago? I think it was two weeks ago. Yeah. Yes. It seems longer <laughs> for some reason, but yeah. it was awesome. The uh, the folks behind that were were Drew here as well as Godless Engineer and Casey. Uh, I want to say it's Oakley was her is her last name. Uh, it's um, she her her screen name is Caitlin Chloe and that's what she goes by. Caitlin. So okay, yeah. Caitlin. Yeah, and uh, several others Telltale and we had this event in Dallas and they invited me to come speak and uh, give the opening the opening talk and it was really cool. And I, I was surprised with with as little preparation, or I mean, we spent like I don't know two months, three months. I didn't do anything. I just showed up. Uh, people put <laughs> their asses off behind the scenes, and it was great. I think there were close to sixty people there, or something. It was recorded. Great turnout, great response, and I think there's talk of doing another one, if I'm not mistaken. Oh yeah, definitely. So it it was it was amazing. It, we really I think created exactly what we were going for, and. Uh, had people really interacting a lot, and it's really cool to have a street epistemology workshop where people just dive right in. All the creators decided to not sit together and just talk to the the fans, attendees, and you know do some role play stuff. And it was it was a great time. Mm -hmm. I nice to the workshop and stuff. Yeah, yeah, I did a SE workshop there. It was I think I had fifty minutes, and there was time for some questions too. Yeah, so that was that was awesome. And what I really liked about this was uh, it was this group of people who they generate content. They're content creators, and they all some even flew in from Alaska. One guy even flew in from Alaska yeah. to be there. Zod, mm -hmm. Prophet yeah, Zod, Zod. I think is his handle. Mm -hmm. And it was cool because sort of the general message was that <coughs> it's really not that hard to make this content, and your content can make a difference. Mm -hmm. And it was I think very encouraging for a lot of people in the audience and people that will be watching uh, the videos as well that uh, we need to hear your voice and it's not that hard to do it and your voice can make a difference. And I really love the positive uh, vibe of that conference and that message. 
Oh yeah. It, it was so, so cool. And uh, the fact that we got it together or I didn't help, but like the fact that it got together in two months, I mean, you never hear stories like that. You know, most of the times people's first conferences are, are a disaster and a, and a half, but uh, <laughs> this went great. Um, and especially for a YouTube atheist conference, you'd think there'd be like drama, but no, it was fine. Um, <laughs> I was, I got to be there on a godless engineer stream on the very last night. Uh, that was the first time I think anyone has ever recorded me drunk on camera. So that was <laughs> cool. Um, and uh, yeah, just hanging out with people. And then I got to meet Drew and it turns out we've been watching each other's stuff for the past like year. We yeah. didn't know it. And we stayed up till like 7 a.m. like just drinking and being like, so dude, you think about life. Yes. <laughs> it was amazing. Um, and talking with Thomas Westbrook too, and just sharing stories and stuff. Um, oh man, it was a, it was a blast. I saw Thomas's video, or at least a little bit of it, and he's just so like uh, charismatic and just uh, really into it for sure. Yeah, I saw that too. Yeah, he's and I saw myself in the charismatic speaker, very animated, <laughs> as he likes to say. That's his yeah, name. so it was it was just a great time. I, I loved it so much. Um, you know what was also cool is how many times the speakers referenced street epistemology in in a favorable way at one point or the other. I think at least four or five times. I heard a speaker mention it as a, as a possible way of having a conversation, uh, and that yeah. was it was encouraging to see young people get that message and speak about SE so positively. Well, I mean, Telltale he was an ex Jehovah's Witness, and so he's had a really difficult situation, and he wants to conduct his his channel really well, cordially. Sorry, Reed, and uh, so do I. You know, so we when we're asked on streams, we always say like we were on a Lloyd Evans stream together. And we were like, he asked us, you know, what's the best way you feel to, to have a conversation about this with someone you don't know? And we're like, we both say street epistemology at the same time. So it was just, a, it was a no brainer for us, you know? Yeah, I've been on Telltale's Discord and uh, he just kind of talks with fans individually and stuff. And whenever claims come up, like he does use SE and he does it really well. Yeah. He's really good at it. So um, it's really cool to see people use it. So that was a Faithless Forum, and I think there's plans for a second one. So if you missed this year's, make sure that you go to Faithless Forum. Is it .org or .com? It's .com. Okay. And I think they're even making they're making plans already for the next one. Yep. Check it out. Awesome. So next up on our uh, agenda here is that I guess we'll just get into the main topic, which is just street epistemology and the youth. So The youth. Like, Youth. What do you, like, what do we mean by youth here? Like, what are, what are the ages we're talking about? Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Guess. Tell us how old you are and why you why we thought you qualified for this discussion. True. <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe. Yeah, Drew, go for it. Yeah. So I am twenty three. Um, I I actually found Anthony on the Thinking Atheist podcast podcast from like a few years ago, right, Anthony? Yeah. It was about two or three years ago, I think I was on with Peter. Yeah, that was one of the very first, um, I think, atheist <clears throat> podcasts that I ever listened to right after like deconverting. And so that had an impact on me. And eventually, just in trying to figure out how to like have more constructive conversations, I just I knew that Anthony had a channel. And so I was like, you know, what, I should look that up and just check into that and see what it's about and kind of just binge watch everything that Anthony had. And, you know, then studying it for myself, joining the Facebook groups and that kind of thing and I uh, I found that not only using it in my comments makes a more kind of constructive dialogue in my comments section 
but uh, especially when it's if it's if it's overcrowded and people get really uh, it's like being in a hot room, you know, crowded with a bunch of people. So uh, that that's a really good tool to facilitate a, a better discussion. But then also I use it with with family members who disagree, and uh, it's a lot it's a lot easier to, to do that, and it's a lot more constructive to to use SE than to just use counter apologetics because that doesn't really get your relationship anywhere. Mm. Mm -hmm. Thanks. And how about you, Ian? What's your story? How old are you? Oh, you're muted, bud. I can't hear him. Oh, can barely hear you. Can you try again? Can you, can you get closer to the mic? He's got he's got earbuds in. I think. Is it? Try you know unplugging what? your headphones. Your headphones yeah, might uh, have unplugged. a microphone on it. Mm -hmm. I've got a pair. Yes. Yeah, better. Yes. That's fine. So sorry about that. Oh, there you go. That's okay. I'm Ian. I'm part of the SE community, 17, uh, which probably makes me one of the youngest uh, in it right now. There's not a lot of a lot of young people, uh, but yeah, no, a friend introduced me to SE like a year and a half ago, and uh, I've been just watching like, <laughs> several hours of Anthony's videos, kind of amazed by how how effective it seemed to be compared to any other conversation I'd ever seen uh about you know deeply held beliefs etc and so i was i was just immediately drawn to it and thought that this was you know an incredibly powerful tool that uh definitely deserves some attention and so i joined mm -hmm. the facebook and I've, yeah just been involved yeah I you're not you're not only in one of the facebook groups i think you are also an, an administrator or a moderator of one of them i think the critique one if i'm not mistaken is that right uh yeah that's right yeah. okay did either of you two stumble across the the conversation that I had with Daniel by any chance? I'm kind of curious. Recently, I don't. I don't. No, think no, so. no. The the one where um, I was, I I encountered him oh. and his friend, uh, in the at the school. No? I've seen that one. <laughs> okay, you have. <laughs> I think I've probably seen like at least four fifths of your videos. And read so yeah. Oh, cool! That's awesome. <laughs> At least tell us a little bit about yourself, Rachel. Sure. Um, my name's Rachel. I'm 23. Almost said 24. I'm 23. Um, uh, I was raised with lots and lots of beliefs, <laughs> and I'm kind of similarly to Daniel. I'm a, a somewhat graduate of SE, so um, I started encountering things. <clears throat> in, through university that didn't quite fit with the worldview that I was raised with, but I didn't know that I could trust my own thoughts and my own experiences to lead what I believed. And so I had a lot of dissonance, but I didn't know that I could solve that dissonance on my own. And um, I came across um, Doug on Pine Creek about almost a year ago and, or a little over a year ago now. And um after watching him and hearing him question, I started questioning and it wasn't long after that, maybe like a month. And then I was an atheist basically. <laughs> and I watched lots and lots and lots of YouTube. Um, and I, so yeah, I stumbled across SE a little bit after that. I had been watching some uh, videos where atheists like harass, uh, street preachers and those are kind of fun mm. <laughs> and the first video i saw of anthony's was um the one where he was doing the god test and you didn't ask 
them any questions after you did it. You were just like, oh, okay, cool. You didn't use any counter apologetics. And I was like, that's so weird. So <laughs> I started watching more of your videos and I stumbled across Ooh. regular SE videos. And I thought it was amazing. And um, I'm really glad that I did because it's really helped me navigate conversations with uh, family. So cool. Yeah. You know that God test video? Read, mm -hmm. I don't know if you were watching that live or not. You may have I been. So. I was live streaming. And that was an afterthought. Like there was this booth set up and these people were giving a God test. And I was just, oh, yeah, look at what's going on over there. And then the live stream viewer said, go over there and take it. <laughs> and I was like, I'd rather get back to doing my SE videos, but okay. Mm -hmm. So I go over there and I do this test where I'm basically just giving answers and not asking them questions. Mm -hmm. I, not that I was, I wasn't arguing with them and I wasn't rude, but it definitely wasn't street epistemology. But <laughs> yeah. the funny thing is that is my most watched video. Like YouTube oh, really? loves it for some reason. <laughs> That's and funny. I've so, even like changed yeah. the thumbnail to like give people a clue that this is really not indicative of what my typical videos are. Doesn't it have like half a million views? Yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah, it's ridiculous. And I wish there was a way. Like, I was actually thinking about making videos up so I could just put thumb like little cards on it to say, you know, go to my playlist of my top ten to really see what I'm up to. But mm. it, I don't know. Some people eventually gravitate to the other stuff. Like it sounds like you did. Yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that's cool. So you, okay, you're yeah, you're kind of in the same boat with Daniel in that you encountered somebody who was asking these questions and then. Mm -hmm. uh, you started thinking about your beliefs and then checking out more SE content. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cool. That's really cool. Yeah. SE was or is extremely useful because um, I found in my converse in like, I have these really, really long, long conversations with my parents <laughs> and um, I don't necessarily pull back the onion and get down to their method every time, but just the approach of, really listening and repeating back what they're saying it just avoids so many misunderstandings and um i found i tried doing a few counter apologetics type arguments and they just bounce off <laughs> they mm -hmm. just don't yeah they don't work so um it's really made my relationship with my parents way better than it would have been otherwise i think so damn yeah that's really interesting um yeah, Drew. One of the you, big things. You, one of the big things about SE, I think, is that um, it's really impressive how calm and collected you're able to be when you're not actually trying to respond to uh, what the other person is saying. A lot of the time, I think that's yeah. one of the like a like a really big strong point is is that you're not like constantly being. Oh, I think this. I think this. I think this. Mm -hmm. Instead, you're sort mm -hmm. of listening to what they're saying and like really just not not getting too involved in in, in the situation. Yep. That's cool. Reach a citizen. Yeah. <laughs> That's how it, what I always think. I'm, you know, what I was kind of wondering, though, is even though you guys sort of had favorable experiences with SE, do you think that the approach could scare young people off or um, because it's less entertaining, perhaps, that maybe they, they wouldn't take the time to look into it? Or are there any downsides of the approach that, that you think might pose a special challenge to younger people? Well, I think I can speak to that as a YouTuber. Um, I I get comments that tell me to be meaner all the time. You know, I, I don't know what age group they're they're coming from necessarily, but I think that a a you know quote unquote drawback 
for, for young people. It would be the same across really any generation, any age, um, is that, yeah, it's, it's not confrontational. And that's a lot of the time what people are going for. If a lot of videos, like I think one of the reasons why that God test video might've done well is because people click on it because they want to hear how like dumb this person is in asking their questions or something. And that's, that's what a lot of response videos are. I mean, there's, there's literally hundreds of videos that are all titled, you know, theists asked ridiculous questions about atheists or something like that. And it's mm -hmm. the same video over and over and over, but it still does well. And it stems from being wanting to be entertained by conflict. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, that's, that's a natural thing. So it's not just a young person issue. It's really yeah. just a human being issue. But yeah, I mean, people want something more lively. Uh, I think that's one of the reasons why young people have trouble with some atheist groups because they tend to be pretty low key. And uh, so, I mean, you know, the young SE people are trying to fix that. I'm trying to fix that in my area. But mm -hmm. I, that reminds I, me of the, the atheist group that we have in our, in my city. Um, it's old people. Like I, the average <laughs> age is probably 65. Like, yeah. I feel young when I go there, just put it that way. <laughs> and I see families show up with kids, young families, and they show up one time and they go to a meeting or see a speaker and they never come back. Yeah. And mm -hmm. I think that's a real challenge for, for a lot of the atheist groups that are out there and maybe even the online communities that, that mm -hmm. are populated by older people. I'm not sure. Mm -hmm. I, I was just thinking also that SE can seem a little intimidating because you're going up to strangers and you're asking them what, what they believe. And I know young people are usually interested in like, you know, being cool <laughs> and impressing people. So it's, there's, sometimes uh, more pressure to like not offend other people or, or uh, I don't know, seem cool to everyone else in your in-group. And it's kind of hard to talk about deeply held beliefs when you're worried about what the other people are thinking of you. So, yeah. yeah. And also yeah. to add to that, I think the, like the young people also have a, a lot of like much less experience with actually trying to yeah. um, accomplish what SE is trying to accomplish, which is to like essentially change people's minds about something that they may be holding, a belief that may, they may be holding. <laughs> and I, I feel yeah. like you haven't, haven't really like had enough time in your life maybe to go out yeah. there and really try to talk with people about this kind of, these kinds of things. And you're not going to be as receptive to new methods of like going about doing that. Yeah. Also, if, if you haven't really thought about what you believe, it's kind of hard to talk to other people about what they believe. <laughs> mm. Um, See, I would see yeah. that as a strength, though. That would actually oh, be yeah? advantageous for SE if you didn't know uh, your position on on a particular view. Mm -hmm. like, I really think that it would be beneficial. Uh, that's interesting that that might hold somebody back. I can understand why. Well, I, I, yeah, I was just thinking like um, like the core values that you hold important in general. Like if you don't know about a specific issue, sure. But I, I think that just comes with like that just leads to confidence in yourself and in what you're trying to do. Yeah. Well, I also hope the young people realize that you don't have to initiate talks on the street with strangers to yeah. use this. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah like something we really tried to push at the faithless forum. We were like okay. street epistemology, like the streets, just a brand thing, you know, <laughs> yeah. you just do it anywhere. It's not like it's a method for, all sorts of applications that you don't have to go out and initiate these conversations. We, that's why we kind of talked about the difference between having organic conversations and kind of more initiated ones and, and how those can defer uh, and 
yeah, it's, 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 I wish more people recognize that as well. Yep. Um, also, I think a lot of young people have this interesting dynamic where they're still under their parents' uh, authority or living at home or whatever, mm -hmm. like me, mm -hmm. kind of. And um, that just adds a whole different dynamic when your parents believe something and you believe something different and it's very important to them. So it's kind of necessary to uh, have some skills to talk about these things. I mean, you don't have to, but it, it helps so much, so. That's true, SE kind of undermines authority sometimes, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> not just religious authority, you know, anybody that claims to be an expert on something, right? Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. It's, it's funny how not taking a position and asking questions <laughs> could be seen as undermining authority. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah I, I, mean, I get it. Because the questions could be extremely unnerving to folks. Yep. <laughs> if Honestly, uh, though, for, for younger people, I think that, that may be a strength. Uh, mm -hmm. Because, I mean, we're all at an age where we are questioning authority. Everybody, everybody our age really i mean you know as a fundamentalist and when i was 17 i was questioning the status quo like crazy and i didn't come out of religion for several more years but still i was i was rebellious and wanted to find my own way even if that was within this narrow view of christianity and so you know if, if we if we're talking marketing basically here or just trying to <laughs> trying to spread this as far as we can then that's a selling point right is is saying hey this does undermine authority I think another thing is we all we all do have struggles. A lot of us have struggles with our parents. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm I'm definitely not an exception. I mean, Seth Andrews just turned fifty, and his, <laughs> uh, his his last podcast was about him or, or what he put up on his channel, at least from the American Atheist Convention. He's talking about his parents. Yeah, and yeah. that's a little bit less frequent in in his uh. age, but it's it's extremely prevalent in ours. And so that's another selling yeah. point. I mean, is is for younger people to be like, this mm -hmm. helped me out with my parents. I mean, not only did it help our relationship, but I'm better off because they don't they don't think I'm a brat as much when I use this yeah. approach. You know, so what, what, I'm, what I'm hearing, Drew, is that we need to get SE on MTV. <laughs> Does anyone still watch MTV? That's true. That's, Nobody watches that MTV. That was our generation. Yeah. Yeah. If, we're, if we're talking marketing as well, the, the like the name itself, epistemology, I mean, that's that, true. That all the, the younger people that automatically says, oh, this is some niche philosophy group that I don't want to understand or anything, you know? Yeah, mm -hmm. I feel that too. Yeah. yeah. That's a good point. Maybe a rebranding <laughs> is in order. This comes up every once in a while. Yeah, I, I tell my friends about street epistemology and they don't know what I'm talking about and they're not nearly as interested in that as I am. I think, I think if you've come from a background where you have a lot of beliefs and then you come out of it, it's, it's I don't know, you're just more interested in general. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it can be a little foreign to people. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> but it's weird because like my encounter with the method was actually having the method on me mm -hmm. and that's what made me so interested of it and so like the criticisms were kind of an afterthought for me because it was like so effective on me so yeah. uh, I think it, the best way to to show that to to tell someone about it is to show it or is to do it with someone I think mm -hmm. and then kind of tell them maybe what you're doing mm -hmm. um, you know uh, I think that might be just a way well, but Daniel, um, you talked to me about um, your your group 
going to, I think you said that some of the people from the SSA or some of your friends will go to an apologetics group and do that. Yeah, we talk to them and we do that on Tuesday night. Some of us will go over um, and uh, it's kind of difficult sometimes because I, I'm not going to say that I'm better at it than them or I know better, but like they don't always follow through with it sometimes and they just kind of go off on these rabbit trails which end up into counter apologetics. And mm -hmm. I kind of tell them afterwards, like, guys, we need to come on find <laughs> out, you know, like, you know, kind of hurting, hurting cats sometimes. Like, yeah. Hey, when I scratch my head, it means you're getting off track or something. Yeah. <laughs> you know but, what I noticed um, when, when I became more comfortable by saying that I was an atheist, I became like an angry one. And then when I discovered yeah. this method, it helped me get a better grip on, on my anger. Yeah. Um, I kind of like to get your thoughts on whether you think SE might help young people deal with the anger phase better or not at all or what are your views on that like yeah. do you think that this approach because it's a different option might help people avoid damaging the relationships at the start which is kind of common when people go through that phase mm -hmm. yeah i think um having conversations with believers can be very frustrating especially if you have a deep relationship with those people so I think a lot of people are just mad anyways if they believe something that they no longer believe is true. Um, and just having people not understand each other, just um, it, it increases that frustration so much. And for me personally, I, I don't know, I'm not an angry person at all. So I think more I was more sad um, than anything. So my anger atheist phase was like, well, that sucked. <laughs> mm. But um, yeah, I think definitely it's led to, I think there's still been lots of miscommunication just because these conversations are difficult, but I think that I can, SE can really help with that. Mm -hmm. Anyone else have thoughts? Yeah, I think because, so well, we kind of have to ask ourselves, where does the anger come from? Um, mm -hmm. And for me, it's like, well, I know that I've done my research and I've taken time to think about this mm -hmm. and to have somebody tell me otherwise, mm -hmm. you know, that's frustrating. And so one of the things I learned really early on, especially from watching Anthony's stuff, is you have to approach every single conversation with the mindset that you don't know anything, that you're honestly there just to learn their worldview and their yeah. beliefs. And you are just trying to honestly figure out if that's true as kind of an objective third party source um, and approaching it at that angle, as opposed to, you know, uh, an atheist angle in particular or, or any other kind of uh, position, um, I think is kind of helpful in, in, um, in kind of avoiding situations where you feel too personally invested. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think, think there was the, a uh, oh, go ahead. I think the anger though kind of uh, applies to pretty much all ages and not just like young people specifically. I think if you if you end up losing your belief uh, in in a god, say uh, you, at any age, you're going to be rather frustrated about it for a while. And mm -hmm. um, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so uh, should we talk about our our Facebook group? Yeah, I was noticing that there was a post from, I want to say it was Rachel, uh, making a post suggesting breaking off, or maybe it was you, Dan, I don't remember, uh, sort of an idea of creating a, a another Facebook group specifically for young people. 
And that kind of generated some discussion in the group. Like, uh, yeah. So why do you want to leave the main group? And oh yeah. Yeah. Um, Get off my lawn. We can't give you from the older people. It was oh, kind of funny when we the reaction. We we made a lot of people feel old. Man. Yeah. Sorry. So I I'll kind of tell the origins of this. So I've been talking with Rachel one on one and and Patrick Naden who's not here today one on one. He's also an admin of the group, and I realized oh these are two good people. They should talk to each other and we should all talk together. So we kind of made a group chat <laughs> of the three of us, and then we're like hey we should get more people our age and so we kind of had a bigger group chat and we're like you know what we should just do a facebook group of just like all of us and kind of do our own thing mm -hmm. um and so we kind of got these plans together and stuff um and we got ian in there um and uh we were like okay well we'll just make a post and we'll just kind of tell people what's going on and honestly i did not expect the reactions <laughs> that yeah. we got from people i was just shocked um we we're already such a niche community <laughs> and to to see that kind of I don't want to say vitriol, but it was just kind of like people were, they they just didn't get it. And so honestly, <laughs> you know, when I first came to the SE Facebook page, I realized like, oh, I'm definitely like the minority here as far as, you know, there are people here who have kids twice my age here. You know <laughs> what I mean? It's like, and that's not bad. That's It's great that we can all come and discuss things, but, you know, like for someone like me, or anybody else who's my age and who's kind of interested in this kind of stuff, it can be a bit off-putting um, because the struggles that we go through in our personal lives, I mean, we talked about our parents, although we said that comes at any age, but specifically the kinds of conversations that we have and the SE topics that we can discuss, um, you know, kind of defer and, and someone who may be in a later position in life or who is much more established in themselves. So we thought, well, we can provide uh, a way for people to kind of come here and say, oh, look, it's not just old people, it's us too, you know, come on <laughs> down. And it wasn't a way to like separate us from the group. None of us are, we're all still subscribed to the same groups and we're all still posting the other ones. We just kind of want our own place to kind of, you know, talk about our own stuff. Um, you know, and, and someone joked, we're kind of like a youth group. I mean, yeah, basically, <laughs> I mean, there's a reason why youth groups exist, you know what I mean? So, yeah, Thomas uh, uh, says that, and he said on, on the stream right next to you, right after you had gone on a little bit of a drunk rant, that <laughs> if you weren't going to bring it up, I was going to bring it up. So. Oh, yeah. so yeah, Thomas says like a cult is an organization and a charity is, a non, is an organization. You know, a church is an organization. The SSA is an organization. If we, if we get afraid of organizations, then, then we're ultimately going to fail because that's how society has progressed to this level. We're just trying to work out the kinks in it, right? Mm -hmm. So if... If a if a group of young people, if a group of youths makes a youth group, then sure, whatever you can you can call it that if you want to. It just it doesn't belittle the meaning. Like you have to get you dig a little bit deeper into it and ask a few questions to figure out what your motivation is behind it, rather than oh, this is a group of people, I you know must be a religion, must be a cult, mm. must be you know right. Yeah, especially if they do it voluntarily. I mean, you guys feel free to do whatever you want to do. Yeah. 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 You know what I'm wondering is there a is there a minimum age that uh, is there a cutoff like if somebody's yeah, yeah there is, there is actually join or? At, uh, you can't join Facebook until you're 13 so we figured that would be the, the minimum age right there so right yes yep right that's good we were and, gonna say 18 at first but then, you know Ian wouldn't be able to come so <laughs> <laughs> dang I think uh, yeah. Um, 
you know, humans are social creatures and we need friends. <laughs> and I thought I just wanted to make some friends. Like I'm really fine with hanging out and talking with <clears throat> anybody from any age, but yeah, most people are older. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it's not that we didn't enjoy those conversations, and we still do, obviously. We yeah. still talk to everybody. Yeah. But like I said, it's hard to relate to somebody who has kids the same age as you. You know what I mean? Uh, it's just, you know, it, it's two different points in life. Yeah. Oh, man. Um, and, and we think that if more people would be encouraged, more younger people would be encouraged to do SE if they saw other people doing SE and yeah. saying that, hey, this yeah. is, you know. Yeah, I do think it would be really neat to see some younger folks uploading content whether it's mm -hmm. on the street or kind of what, what Drew does or whatever. But um, yeah, I think younger people would appeal to seeing younger people. It would be appealing to them. Yeah. Yeah, that's so, why yeah, we... It's amazing. Oh, go, go ahead, ahead Reed. I was just speaking of all these new channels that have popped up just even recently. Like, we, like we've yeah. had deep discussions and street knowledge, but now we've got Seeds of Thought and Street Socratics and Let's Chat. It mm -hmm. looks like this summer is going to be a big boom to more SE content coming, so it's I'm great loving it. I mm -hmm. really am loving the explosion that we're seeing. How can people find your group? What should they search for <laughs> in Facebook? Did you yeah, know? so it's, um, it is the uh, Young Street Epistemologists is the name of the group. Um, and it is a closed group right now. Um, so you have to ask for an invite and then we'll probably let you in. Um, <clears throat> we have a short questionnaire, right? Um, Do but, we? Oh, I don't know. I didn't set that up, but um, <laughs> we, we've got about what, uh, 20 members right now. Yeah, about that. If so you can't get in, message me. You find me on the yeah. SE study group. <laughs> if, if you want, I can actually uh, put the link up to the Facebook group in the chat. But if you guys want to vet it a little bit more than that, then that's all good. Just let me know. There you go. Yeah, absolutely. We'll add a link um, to that in the show notes as well, uh, on yeah, the audio sure. version as well as the, the video version of this. And, yeah. Uh, <laughs> right now, we're trying to organize something with Drew on trying to do some SE on his YouTube comment section, right? Yeah. yeah so, um, and this is something I'd mentioned to Anthony before. We'll have our we'll have our hurdles with this just because, you know, it's doing SE in a in a hot crowded room, a little bit. But um, if we can if we can put together a group to make it to where more people, not just people that tend to catch my attention, uh, encounter a street epistemologist. And I, for me, honestly, the majority of people that are watching, you know, are, are atheists, right? So, and there's still a rationality there. I mean, being an atheist doesn't mean that you're even a skeptic at all. So right. what I'm trying to do is make it to where people come and they have certain odd objections or they, they, they make certain claims and they encounter one of the, of the team that comes in and just has a, a nice conversation with them to where maybe they, they get somewhere. And then... Obviously, I have people that, that come in, and right before this, I was telling you guys that someone just gave me the entire genealogy of Muhammad in a, in a quote, and or in a, in a comment, and wasn't super convincing, but what if someone uh, like that encounters a street epistemologist in the comment section? And okay. we'll have to, I'll, I'll try to moderate to make sure not a lot of people are throwing counter apologetics into the conversation, throw a wrench into the works, but uh, if we can work something out to where my commenters encounter that, then I think we may have a lot more of a cohesive community that is uh, focused on actually getting somewhere with our conversation. Yeah, I think that True. would be the critical success factor is making sure that observers of the dialogue just jump in to make sure it's staying on track. 
and dissuading people from derailing it. So, you know, if you can get to the point where they're just doing that for you, you're just hosting the, the you know, you make the video and then the conversations go, uh, that would be great if they can get to the point. I'm hoping that some regular viewers will end up seeing the SE team in there and then just be like, oh, hey, what are they doing? You know, and, and, and monitor it and be like, I want to do this too. And then, mm -hmm. you know, people would necessarily have yeah. to be part of the team and they just start engaging with all the other commenters. That would be amazing. Damn. Yeah. They'll just say, who are all these cool people? Can I join? Yeah. And we'll that's say, brilliant. yeah, come on in. Yeah, great. <laughs> well, that's brilliant. Yeah, I, I usually I just don't do not do much with my face or my YouTube comments. I, usually they're very positive, but I don't see mm -hmm. a lot of extended conversations going on in there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've had a few chats with my commenters. I try to get them on you know, a Google Hangout or something, and sometimes I live stream with them. So have you had any plans to do anything like that, to actually talk with them kind of face-to-face? Yeah, uh, we have been talking about scheduling live streams for the group. Uh, we don't have any plans yet, but that is something that we've talked about. Um, so we'll probably do that in the next week or two. Yeah, um, I was thinking it could be something like the community hangouts <clears throat> that were happening with the regular SE group, but it would be um, restricted to young people being on the stream. And <clears throat> I think that would be really cool in, in encouraging other young people to get involved. Mm -hmm. I'll make sure and, and promote those because if, if I did a, a hangout that was open to just about anybody, especially people kind of on the, the other side, I, I, I get people who track down my like personal Facebook and are like, oh, you need to come and debate me if you don't then <laughs> kick in. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to debate you and convert you right now and you're going to be so embarrassed. And so it's, uh, I, don't want, um, I don't want some wild cards being thrown into things and it just turns into a big crapshoot. But yeah. yeah, I'd love to support you guys with your hangouts. Mm -hmm. cool. I was just thinking too that uh, I would be remiss if I didn't mention that there are people who are even younger than you than you folks that are learning this method. Um, I've heard of stories, um, even from a family member who has taught his kids this method, and they are now using it with mom, who still believes. Oh, wow. Uh, or um, <laughs> there was another person, uh, a young woman, who started using this with her friends at school after one of them made a claim about God. I think she was like seven or eight years old, nine years old. And wow. uh, even a teenager, one of the, one of the guests we wanted to have on, she, she wasn't able to make it. I think she's a senior or junior in high school and she learned SE from watching videos and practicing with her dad. And then when the moment came, she had a great conversation with people. So even though uh, there are, uh, even though people can't be on Facebook, for example, to join your group, I think it should be worth noting that I think there are younger people who are learning the method and finding it useful and applying it uh, with great success. Yes. Yes. Really, really cool stuff. All right. Love it. All right. Uh, yeah. Anything else about that? No. All right. So, Let's move on to the announcements. So, Anthony, you've got some podcasts coming up. Yes. So tonight I'm on something called The Nuanced Common Ground with Michael Jones. That's tonight at, uh, I want to say it's 8 p.m. Central Time. So if you follow my Twitter, you'll see a link to that. And then in, it uh, looks like next week, I'll be on Lloyd Evans's podcast. I'm really looking forward to meeting him. He's an ex-Jehovah's Witness. And I see his name on social media all the time. Okay. So it's going to be nice to finally meet with him. And then uh, the other thing I wanted to announce is I'm working with an illustrator. Her name is Rebecca Fox. I met her at QEDCon in Manchester, England about a year ago. 
She's a brilliant illustrator and author, and she writes about cognitive dissonance and, and the difficulties of changing your mind and, and all the challenges that come with that. So we are working together on two projects, and I'm very eager to release those. Uh, uh, it's going to be probably a month or so before the first one, then I think maybe six months before the second one. So uh-huh. keep an eye out for that. Reminds me of the like uh, the oatmeal comic on the backfire effect. Is it going to be something like that? It's funny you say that because she showed me this ten-page cartoon that she put together, that's brilliant, and I was wondering if 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 it if it could be packaged in a way like that oatmeal example, where it could go viral. So we're going to try to we're going to try to release it. We're turning her comic book, her ten-page comic book, into a short video where oh, cool. we'll, sh- we'll show the mm-hmm. cartoons and then either her or I or both will narrate it yeah. and then we'll release it as a short, you know, two minute video or something. And then people can go and check out her other works. Nice. And you were just on JRR talking as well, Anthony, is that right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I was on this podcast. Uh, JRR talking is his name. He uh, is really a kind of, he has cordial conversations with people. He's t- he's tired of arguing, and he, he realizes the the disadvantageousness of that. So um, he invited me on a show, and I just tweeted out a link to that uh, on my Twitter a couple days ago. Yesterday, I think it was. Yeah. Cool. Um, all right. So Daniel and Drew, you have some something about Camp Quest? Yeah. So um, well. Daniel and I will be, I've, I've done this before and it'll be Daniel's first time, but it looks like we're going to be counselors or volunteers at Camp Quest, Texas, which is a, is a camp for, you know, people say it's a, it's a free thought camp, but I, I've conducted activities there that was about critical thinking. And one of the kids raises their hands and says, well, you know, if, if that's the method we should be using, then that means that my belief in astrology isn't true, like, because it doesn't stand up to that. And that's part of my religious belief. You know, I, I had that happen several times actually last year. And uh, there, there are a lot of kids that go there. It's a very accepting, um, open-minded camp that's all run by like atheists and free thinkers, but it's not exclusively for atheists and free thinkers. It's just there to encourage uh, critical thinking skills among kids and to give kids a freaking break from all of the church camps that we have. <laughs> around here because sometimes you just want to go canoeing and you just like you just want to hang out with your friends and not really talk about like biblical stuff you know <laughs> so uh it, it's a it's a great opportunity for for kids to hang out they have camp quest all over the country i believe there's one in the uk and one in canada as well camp quest texas is one of the biggest ones in the u.s so we're gonna have fun hanging out with some really rowdy kids and hopefully you know passing along some critical thinking skills that we've accrued uh onto them but Dan Dan will be a, a nice uh, volunteer there. He's done some Christian ministry stuff, so it's if you true. turn that around, then. Uh, yeah, I'm going from preaching the gospel at a camp to doing the exact, literally the exact opposite. So <laughs> my kids ended up going to that camp four years in a row. They got, they got tired of it uh, eventually, but they loved it. And uh, the organizers invited me. I don't know if it's official yet. I think they're still checking out my videos to make sure, like, you know, I'm okay. I'm safe. <laughs> but I think I think they uh, are, are going to have me come and give a class to at least one of the camp groups of campers on street mm-hmm. epistemology. And one idea that I had, I wanted to run it by you guys, uh, let you know, uh, tell me what you think. But 
I was thinking it might be cool to make that oobleck, you know, that um, non-Newtonian fluid mm. uh, and use it as a metaphor because that's that liquid that like if you if you pound on it, it resists it, it resists it, you know, it's like mm. a solid. But if you just slowly sort of sink your fingers into it, it turns into a liquid. And I thought that might kind of be a fun thing to make as I'm talking about some of these concepts with them. Oh, that would that would be so That's much great. fun. I think they would love that. <laughs> they should get the actual material, get it off eBay, and then <laughs> you can make. Well, you can make it. It's pretty easy to make. Okay, corn yeah. starch and water, I believe. Yep, I think oh, so. Cool. Yeah. I think that's that would a, be really that's a fun. great idea. That way they're uh, doing something as I'm talking to them about some of these <laughs> concepts. Yeah. yeah. And one fun thing is, is that you can always pick a camper that uh, really likes to participate and help out and you can end up tossing some at them mm. at, at one point and it catches everybody's attention, you know, let them know that you're <laughs> trying to have fun. And <laughs> no, I, I think that that's a, that's a great idea. I've been telling the, the directors since I, I worked there last year, I was like, you know, we have this thing called Socrates Cafe here, and that, that's the that's the cornerstone of Camp Quest. And literally, it's just teaching the kids street epistemology without having a name for it. Yeah. So, and by people who don't practice it regularly. So, what if, what if we get someone that does practice it regularly, has done it for for five years, has given ton, tons of talks on there, has done workshops to come in and and actually teach? This is the method we're actually using. You know, you don't just have to imply things. You can say, "This is the method I use. Try it out and see if you like it." I appreciate you yeah. telling them about it. So I think I think they're they're interested, and we're just kind of working out the details. Well, it'd be awesome to have you there. It'd be a lot of fun. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I hope it I hope it comes to fruition. Very cool. All right, so Dan, you had something about the SSA. Uh, so I talked to Ryan Bell, um, who does his own podcast uh, on deconversion stories and stuff. He did the um, Year Without God. Uh, and then mm -hmm. we gave an atheist other I'm sure here. So he's part of the SSA. And I've talked to him, and he is interested in having me um, lead a SE workshop uh, at the SSA this summer, uh, SSA conference uh, at the end of June in Ohio. Um, so still working out the details on that. Uh, to be honest, my, one of my biggest concerns is, so recently, my I'll go ahead and tell the story. Recently, my parents found out that uh, I had these atheist shirts and stuff from these other conferences that I went to. <laughs> and that ended up being a whole ordeal. So I haven't told them that I've been wanting want to go to this conference in Ohio and speak at it. Um, so <laughs> I don't know how I'm going to approach that yet. And uh, I, I still really want to do it, but um, I, I, I still got to see about that. So anyway, we're probably going to have a booth. Um, hopefully, I'll get a fundraiser started to get some money for that. Other than that, they're offering to pay for my travel expenses and everything to get there, which is awesome. So uh, it'll be my first conference that I lead, uh, for not conference, first workshop that I lead by myself, uh, which is freaking awesome if it works out. So I'm really looking forward to it. I think you'll be great. You'll be great at it. I mean, you you watched three three workshops of mine, right? Were you um, two of them in person, and then I, the ones you posted online? So. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, the American Atheist one. I think you were there for one, and then the Faithless Forum. So. Oh, and then at Oasis when you did that one too. So. Oh yeah. So it, yeah, you understand the concepts. You understand the workshop and the materials are there. You'll be yeah. you'll be fine. And yeah. So at some point, I think we'll we'll post some little fundraisers so we can raise some money to cover the tabling expenses because they are I think they are going to charge yes. you to to table. And wouldn't it be nice to have like 
I don't know, 200 t-shirts to hand out to the SSA members who will be going back to their universities and walking around on their campuses and telling their local groups about this method. It would be very so, awesome. So hopefully we can raise some, some money to, to, to really get SE front and center on people's minds there. Dude, yes. if you passed out ramen with SE stickers on the packages. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> oh, that's a good idea. Oh, wow. We got stickers too, so. Uh, we do. And, I, and I'll also, so uh, I mentioned last time, I'm trying to work on a podcast with uh, a Christian apologist, and that's already in the works. Uh, his name is Dean Meadows. He's the co-founder of uh, Apologia, the Apologia Institute right? I'd be embarrassing if I got that wrong. Um, and, and we're going to start plans on that next week. Um, so uh, look forward to hearing more about that soon. Also, uh, Rachel and I and Patrick Naden, another member of our group, are going to try to a test recording to kind of see if we want to do our own kind of young SE podcast of sorts, variety show something. <laughs> we're we're going to try on some ideas, see what sticks. Just do like a yeah, do just doing a little test recording today and, and see what that looks like and see if it's worth our time. But yeah, that's all the news I got from me. Ian, I was wondering, uh, Ian, um, do you have any opportunities to talk about SE or maybe give a give a presentation or something like that? And are you a member of any local groups? There's, yeah, there, there's there's really no not a lot of talk about religion in in where I live, which is which is Ireland. Like we're we're pretty we're pretty lax about it here, despite being like a very very Catholic place. Um, but no, there's, there's like practically no groups that I I could possibly join or, or anything I could really <laughs> speak at for for anything like that. I'm afraid. Yeah. Cool. All right, and also Drew, you had something. Uh, to say about your foundation? Yeah, so um, I will be, or I, I guess I was, elected uh, president of a new nonprofit, which is Faithless Forum. So we are two months and two weeks in the making. Uh, we think Ooh. that we pulled off this uh, Faithless Forum in two months and it went relatively well. And um, we really, we're kind of a response to a lot of the fracturing that's happened in the atheist community and the fact that it, it is kind of tough to feel comfortable at a lot of atheist meetups as a young person and YouTube is the perfect place that perfect thing to kind of bridge that gap. So we're really creator centric. Um, it's a nonprofit foundation that we're, we're just going to use, use funds to put on conferences and sponsor charities if we ever have anything left over. And yeah, it's hopefully to just, our goal is to create community through having constructive discussion and conversation. So a lot of that is teaching people how to have constructive conversations. That's why we kicked off Faithless Forum One with having Anthony there. You know, I mean, Anthony's a content creator, but he's also a great person to learn from. If you want to actually have a constructive dialogue, then you know he's your guy to go to. So we'll we'll continue that. We're working on our uh, one in Dallas that we'll have next year, and hopefully we'll see more than just one Faithless Forum happening. Uh, per year, eventually, maybe um, getting up into Rachel's neck of the woods and involving some people. Uh, you know, maybe we'll have one in LA one day. And Reed will be there, and yeah, so it's it's going to be fun stuff. Wow. It's, a, it's a big cool. project, but we have a lot of people that are really, really devoted to to helping it out. So I'm just happy to be a part of it. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. Great. If you come around the Toronto area, I will I will show up. 
Well, if we were going to have one in Canada, it would be in Toronto. So Perfect. <laughs> you know, I should say, seeing you guys form an organization for the Faithless Forum after that successful conference that you had, we've been intending to, to start an organization for SE. And I've been, you know, I have this paperwork here and, and we're kind of finalizing the details, but seeing that you, seeing that you guys were taking action on the Faithless mm -hmm. Forum, it was like, okay, God damn it, Anthony, get off your ass and just get this done. <laughs> so it's been motivation for me. And so you guys are actually motivating us to be a little bit more proactive. So I appreciate that. Thank you. Well, it's reciprocal motivation, right? I mean, I, I'm motivated to have the conversations that I do by your stuff. And if you're motivated by our, you know, foundation, then great. Sure. We'll just keep doing it. Awesome. Cool. Well, this was a great chat. Thanks, you guys. Really nice. Yeah, this was um, awesome. Really, thank you guys for taking the time to be here. Yeah, thanks for having me. This is awesome. Sure. So we'll just uh, end with, uh, yeah. you guys given any of your contact info or social media? Drew, want to start out? Yeah, so I'm on YouTube at Genetically Modified Skeptic. Um, I make some videos. I have a couple of subscribers and cool stuff. Um, I'm actually, as of this week, I'm actually starting to do that full time because I have oh, wow. patrons that really like me. Um, wow. Yeah, so I'm, if, I feel if you really like grateful content, for that. If you want to support a good content creator, go to Drew's Patreon and please support him. Throw him a buck. Throw him five bucks if you can. Well, I I really appreciate it. And yeah, Anthony, I appreciate you. You know, being a patron of mine too so that's oh, that's really awesome and I, I'm, I'm just saying i have to say this publicly publicly as many times as i can but you know i'll have to have you on the channel for sure i already have an idea in mind like a whole outline and everything once we both have some time then i'll get with you about that yeah definitely so um, i'm also on twitter gm underscore skeptic gm skeptic was already taken so i i live with the underscore <laughs> and, uh, do it with the Cool. So, Ian, how about you? Uh, yeah, I've got no social media to plug, but uh, if there's any young people watching, I encourage you all to you know try out SE if you haven't already, mm -hmm. and uh, of course join our group. But yeah, aside from that, this is all really interesting. And uh, thanks for having me. Mm -hmm. All right, Rachel. Really glad to have you here. All right. So last night I uh, got Twitter and YouTube, so <laughs> you can find me at uh, Rachel in Reality on YouTube. Be my first subscriber. <laughs> oh, and on Twitter, it's Rach in reality. It's R I C H in reality. Um, I'm, uh, I will be creating some YouTube content eventually. I'm not sure quite when, but I'd like to start getting into that. So, a pro tip your, your first few videos, I mean, if you just look at mine, they're going to be really, really crappy. I mean, I think that like <laughs> Reed is one of the only people I've ever seen that they just like came out of the gate strong, but Reed actually has like some professional background in it, and I understand. So he's got a yeah. good excuse. But uh, your, your first few videos are going to be really awful, and it has I, no reflection on you. So just do it. Just like glad you have out faith in me, Drew. <laughs> oh, there it is. <laughs> I was actually just Very looking cool. for your channel. You got a subscriber. Yeah, I'm Yay. looking forward to seeing what you put up. <laughs> All right. Dan? Yeah, so you can follow me on Twitter at Objectively Dan. And um, you're getting choppy. Again, you're getting choppy. Oh, you can follow me on Twitter at Objectively Dan. Um, and uh, my YouTube right now is the man comment Dan, but I'm going to be changing it to Objectively Dan as well. Um, and that's probably where we'll be 
uh, hosting our kind of young SE podcast content or community hangout content as well, possibly. Um, so if you're interested in seeing that happen, go ahead and subscribe. Um, and that way you'll get it as soon as you can. If you want to PM me on Facebook, I'm usually okay with that. Uh, and uh, obviously you can find me in the Street Epistemology Study Group and the Young Street Epistemology Facebook group as well. Okay. Huh. Cool. I think we understood most of that. <laughs> I, I went ahead and, and just posted his handle in the chat in case anyone couldn't understand the choppiness. So. Oh, sorry. And we'll put a link to that in the show notes as well for people who are listening to this. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess All I'll right. give mine before going to read there. Um, yeah. So you can follow me on Twitter at Magnabosco, and then my YouTube channel is Magnabosco210. And yes, uh, my earlier stuff was a little rough, and I, I think the production quality as well as the content has improved over time. And I have a lot of family stuff going on this week, but I think next week I'm going to get back out there and start filming some more stuff. So new content should be coming pretty soon. Awesome. All right. And um, you can find me at YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Cordial Curiosity, and on Twitter at Cordial Curious. It wouldn't fit for that one. <laughs> so that's really fun. <laughs> uh, Great show, right, everybody. Guys. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank really you for having me. Yeah. Keep up the great work. Street Epistemology is a technique by Dr. Peter Bogosian in his book, A Manual for Creating Atheists, and his Android and iOS app, Atheos.